0: haven't spoken for a couple of weeks well actually that's not true we haven't spoken for a couple of minutes but because of crap internet connection we're starting again but before that we hadn't spoken for a couple of weeks because i was um i was just too busy to to speak to you on the first week and the second week um i just even forgot it was tuesday
1: well you know scotty let's talk about this you know uh I understand. Yeah, I try to be a supportive co-host, and you know, I understand you get busy from time to time. So when you miss the the first week, you know I was pretty cool with it. But you know, last Tuesday came around, and I was there on Skype at nine because I'm always there for you on Tuesday at nine a.m. on Skype, and you just you just weren't there. It's like. You know, Scott, are you trying to tell me something? Is do you have another podcast? Is there someone else? I mean, it's like, you know, I my therapist says that I just need to 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 be calm and to to take the pills that he, you know, has someone get me from Mexico and you know whatever, but you know, I I I just need to know, you know.
0: John, I can tell you there is no other podcaster in my life other than you.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Scott.
0: And that's that's what every person having an affair says.
1: That's true. And the other ones are just meaningless. They're just <laughs> fluffed. You know, it was it was there just it was wham bam record me, ma'am. Oh, well, okay, oh, so you were busy shipping and I was busy shipping. So you shipped something, didn't you? Shipping is good. Yes.
0: Uh yeah, on Saturday. Um well it's not I. I was part of a team that shipped and I did a very small part of the work. I came to the project uh, quite late and did quite a lot of um, the stuff I was working on was around the periphery, um, sort of some, some bug fixing and some doing some samples and I did some videos for the product. Um, but I've been working with the guys from RimObjects and we released RimObjects C Sharp, which I'm not sure how interesting it will be to, to most of our listeners um, based on the fact that they're probably already iOS developers. But the the whole point of the project was to bring the C sharp language um, give it the ability to develop proper native both iOS and Mac and actually Android applications so um, people who are already C sharp developers can can keep that language and develop proper applications not have to use some third party cross platform framework or you know make compromises from from stuff but just do proper development without giving up. Their language, which, you know, is is cool as far as I'm concerned.
1: So hold on a second. So does it mean that you you can access all of of, of UI kit and related frameworks using C sharp? So that's basically it's similar to kind of people say, hey, I want to develop in, in Ruby, but I want to ship native apps on, on, on Mac or iOS? Kind of similar concept? Or or do they implement a, a kind of you said it's not cross-platform, so I assume that they don't have their own cross-platform API for for UI widgets and, and model functionality and so
0: forth? No, this is a full um, C-sharp implementation that actually, it finally pushes its final eight-foot through the LLVM compiler uh, on a Mac. Um, so it's getting proper uh, um, runtime code at the end of it. It's full access to the SDKs. The IDE implementation at the moment, because it's C Sharp, um, you know, it, it release one, the implementation is we're assuming most current C Sharp developers are developing in Visual Studio. So we've given them a full implementation in Visual Studio so they can do full iOS development with code completion and get to UI kit, core animation, core audio, anything that's in the SDK. They can even do um core foundation and unmanaged C calls um if they wish to. Um all in C sharp from within their normal SDK and it all builds and it's a proper native iOS or Mac or Android app at the end of it. So the idea being here, if you're already a C sharp developer, you've already got years invested in you know, Uh knowing in Visual Studio inside out, you can, you're still going to have to learn the new platform because you've got to get the best from the platforms. You've got to learn iOS or the Mac or whatever else to develop to. It's not about trying to make that bit easy, but you don't have to change language. You don't have to change IDE. You can do full debugging from inside Visual Studio, whether it's on the device or on the simulator. Um, know, yeah, really cool debugging actually. Um we have correct and fix, so you can change the value of a variable and drag your pointer back to where you want the code to run from and just keep it running. Um so it's really cool. That
1: is cool. I mean, I, I, I don't have particular experience in C sharp only than having looked at it for a bit and it looked like a nice language. Um that you know they got to start with something fresh, right? And I think I think that's cool. That's interesting.
0: I, I mean I worked I worked in C sharp for about oh, probably about seven or eight years before I came to the Mac. Um and this is the first time I've been back to um looking at it uh since then, uh really. And yeah, it's um it is a nice language. It's got it's got a lot of nice uh things to it. I love having no um uh header files for anything. Um I love the fact that you know if I'm using this I can do iOS development with namespaces so there's no sort of import or include statements anywhere um as long as we're keeping it all within the in the right namespace um yeah um we've extended the language or i say we the guys who the clever guys who do the compiler and everything um have extended the language so that it, it supports multi-part method naming so that you can actually um you know you do still call application did finish launching with options or, or you know uh, table view self uh, row and index path so you don't there's no having to mash the sdk into something that is not in the documentation if if it's written is application did finish and of the documentation that's what you will implement in your c sharp as well hmm. so that it's a true implementation
1: that's cool is there do, it, it does is part of the offering some type of kind of primer for saying you know if you are used to objective c or used to java here's how to get started with c sharp i mean does that exist somewhere whether you guys wrote it or or, or not
0: We've gone the other way around for now Ah. um, and assumed that the majority of people who are going to hit the product at this stage are already C-sharp developers who don't know iOS Mm. or Android. So we've gone the other way around and um, this is what I've been working on a lot. We've provided um, a whole bunch of tutorials about beginning iOS development and beginning Android development where we're using C-sharp for all the sample code and all that sort of stuff to show it. Um, so it's, uh, I mean, that's why I've been working on Android for the last few months as well is to do some, you know, I have to get these tutorials out the door and everything as well. Mm. Um, so, I mean, there is, we're not expecting, I mean, if people want to, that's brilliant, but we're not expecting people to suddenly say, oh, I don't have to use objective C anymore because and that I now know that and, and jump to C sharp that, that, I mean, if you want to, that's fine, but this is more for probably people who are you know, experts at C Sharp. They've invested years in learning all the keystrokes and whatever in Visual Studio and know the thing inside out. Um, and this is giving them the opportunity to do first class iOS and um, OS Ten development while not having to necessarily change their language or even at this stage, their tool set. And
1: well, that's the other kind of interesting thing was I, I imagine that was no small task to get, I assume that there's not a, there's not a simulator on Windows for, for iOS, but you can, you can deploy to the device directly you can say on your windows machine running windows you can connect up your phone and and build to it
0: okay it is um i think it is impossible but it is also not legal i think to develop ios applications or deploy them they have to be deployed from a mac right so if you want to you're still going to need a mac you can't get rid of a mac um so what happens here is actually yeah the um uh, this we run you can integrate visual studio running on a on a pc platform or windows platform will integrate with um, the uh, simulator running on your mac or actually the device plugged into your Mac you can I do see. it either way right. and do full debugging um, It will even work if you want to do something like you don 't own a Mac, but you can um, uh, use something like Mac in cloud and get a remote mac mm. and do it through that do it through that and similar to how app code does it with um for UI we actually also integrate with visual um with um interface builder uh within xcode for doing the UI design and we just capture everything going backwards and forwards just like app code does because uh, firstly it means in a release one product we've not had to build a UI builder but secondly it means that we'll always be up to date with whatever the latest is from apple because right. we're not we're not playing catch up because we're integrate with the zip files and, and stuff like that so it's it's you still if you're thinking people can now develop for the Mac or iOS without having a Mac, that's not possible. Um, in fact, the final build of your application and, and um, everything actually goes on in an LLVM compiler on your Mac. Right. Um, we, we we cross-compiler between machines. So the way we recommend if people really want to do this, they run. And the way that I run is... You actually do your development on a Mac, which is what most lots of people do now. Any day, uh, anyway, using um, you know Windows, the Visual Studio part inside of VM itself on the Mac. Uh, although it will work across a network, or work across the cloud, or work whichever you want it. But obviously, that's probably the most convenient way of running it.
1: Hmm. That's pretty interesting. LLVM is there nothing it can't do? It
0: doesn't make pancakes very well, I've heard.
1: Ah, ah. We,
0: uh, and how's your week of releasing been going? Well,
1: so yeah, I mean, we uh, Thursday is the day, so we we, we have our app. We um, it's it was hold for developer release, and Thursday is when we're pushing it out to the world, and we're doing all sorts of press interviews and and getting all our ducks in the row and making sure that hopefully that uh, that we can scale the site if we get a lot of traffic, and that we can console ourselves if we get none and it's, it's it's this kind of weird feeling like all signs look positive but you never know until afterwards what 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 it will be um so we we can have a better conversation about it on Tuesday but uh it was uh it's funny you know I think I, I don't know if we, we didn't speak about that so you know we we had our first kind of submission you know the the golden rule seems to be you know no no less than 2 weeks before you expect to to, to release it so we we submitted and and that build you know <laughs> I know this will come as a big shock, but it had some bugs that we knew about and that we had to defer. And so that we, we kind of said, all right, this is what we can live with. We've got a ship. And meanwhile, we keep working on what we called fast follow bugs. We're always in that cycle saying, okay, if something had to get pushed off, what is it? And if it did, let's get working on that right away. And so we did our fast follow bug release, and, and we pushed that to the store on on Thursday. And uh it's in review right now, so if all goes well the, the the we'll even have you know the the bug fixes that we wanted to to make sure we're in there actually going out for a global release, and if it doesn't, you know whatever it'll come in a day or two. but it's been interesting because of, of auto updates you know the the extent to which you can be a little slightly more comfortable in 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 deferring a particular bug release if you want to be able to say i have to you know I have to hit this date." And if this this kind of edge case doesn't get fixed, I you know it's not ideal, but I, I won't die because I know that that there that the overwhelming majority of people are going to get it automatically, and I don't have to worry about that. It's really more the issue of of reviews and 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 ratings and stuff like that, which has been talked about as much these days now I'll be curious to see if you know the, the current conventional wisdom of, of making your ask for uh, you know, a rating and a review be in your release notes and not in any type of nag screen. So we'll give that a go and see how that, that works.
0: So I mean, you, you've got approval so far, and you're yeah. now holding for release, yeah? Yes, you're not. You're not there on. Okay, so it's not tender hooks of are you're going to get approval in time. Or no, no, way? no. There, like, there,
1: there. There is a build, and in fact, we, it, it's been released in Australia. So version two point zero point one is is released in Australia, and if we don't get and and two point zero point two is is in review right now and. and think it will it will get approved either today or tomorrow just in time and if it doesn't we'll just flip the switch on the one that's in australia and when it does eventually get improved we'll push that out globally and then we'll we'll all be now releasing one world one one version but i would say you know th- this 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 technique of of choosing a country even for that one because here's the the, the trick thing is that you can't you know, it, you you only get one slot available, you know, for for release, right? So you can't submit multiple versions of the app and 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 then decide which one gets approved. You can only kind of, you know, you can have one that's in the store and one that 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 you submit for approval. Um, so then it, you can say well okay I've got one this this fixes a bunch of stuff looks good and then kind of push it out to one country and do your little test and make sure that you haven't forgotten anything or or whatever and meanwhile working on another one but but do this kind of rolling technique it's you know it's, it's, it may seem like an odd way but I, I I don't know what what a better way would be that's kind of the life in in the app store where there's a, a time for approval I will say that it's been pretty consistently fast and, and much better than than I expected from from years past it, it, it really seems Seems to go on on a pretty predictable five day, you know, cycle.
0: Six days is the average uh, at the moment, according oh. to Average App Store Review Times website. Oh, that's interesting. Um, six days and four days for the Mac App Store. Mm. Um, although it's not that long ago that the Mac App Store was averaging two days. Mm. Um, so that's pretty good. Yeah, we're we're um, I'm in a similar permission uh, position that we've um well it's not as tense as yours that yeah, you know, we've we've for the first year in six years or whatever it is actually done an app for ns conference mm. and um so that's in waiting for review at the moment so uh, we're i mean ns conference is two weeks away so we're hoping we're expecting you know it's the very first time it's been put in there that there's going to be a rejection so we're hoping we can get the rejection and get it back in and and done you know in, in time for the conference but it's uh it it it's um it's good that you've got one sat there and that's probably advisable is not to set yourself no. a date till you've at least got one build you can release oh, yeah. Yeah. so you know your minimum build that you're prepared to go with get that get that um approved and then just keep submitting another one and another one until you know you say well actually if we have to go with the previous one that's fine yeah but um this is a way i think that's probably quite wise way of doing your releases mm-hmm. so um i mean is this going to be a case of um, you know there's already this huge list of things you want to do for 1.1 and 2 and the moment it's all gone through you know your world doesn't get any quieter or is it a case of you know there's holidays and champagne and everybody takes stock options and, and retires?
1: Uh, I would say it's in between those two things I mean there's definitely you know a roadmap for for new things but it also has to be tempered with what the reality is I mean this is the case where we certainly have had had a good amount of feedback but you know there's that's in one country so it it's we'll really have to see what comes out of it. I mean my guess is that there's going to be performance issues that we hadn't been able to think about. I mean f- we're we're pretty luxurious about about making the the server be the single source of truth and so even though we have everything in core data we don't you know we don't do a whole lot of offline stuff um so that we'll we'll make requests every single time we'll get fresh data and does the updates. Um, there are certain things that, that we did where, you know, uh, where we're using the geocoder fairly heavily. We could probably get away with using it less. I mean, so there's, there's a kind of things that we can kind of imagine that, that we would have to do, but we can't really know what's going to be the most important thing. Um, and then the other thing too is, is, is the kind of network conditions. I mean, that's the stuff we we talked about earlier, but it's the stuff that keeps me up a, a little bit at night. Um, we, one, one of the things that, 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 you know, in in this most recent build that we did, we were much more aggressive about compressing images that we upload and, you know, kind of trying to say what's, what's the minimum acceptable thing to do when you're trying to push something. You know, pushing data up to the server is much more difficult than getting it down. Um, And so you have to be a lot more forgiving with it taking a long time, and that requires some cooperation both on the server and the client. So, you know, I would say that the next releases will be a combination of things that that we knew that we had to do, stuff that we weren't aware of, but that were, were not unimaginable, and then stuff that we want to do. I mean, there are some features, some things you can do on the web that you can't do on the phone that we would like to be able to push into it. And then, you know, quite honestly, then the whole thing starts again with iPad. And that's you know it will certainly share some code, but we're gonna we're not gonna enlarge the iPhone app. There's a there's a, a different type of of mindset um, that you can do with, with, with an iPad, and I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I mean it it's it's been a very interesting exercise to try and and to build a, a UI that is really rich for for navigating through a lot of data on a tiny screen. But there are certain things that you would love to be able to do when you got that much more screen real estate that makes exploring, I think, a lot better. Um, and authoring, in some ways, it might be better because you've got a bigger keyboard. But I think you know the, the the trick there is that you know people's photos tend to be on your on your phone. Although now with 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 sync and stuff like that, a lot of the photos that you have taken while you're out and about with your phone will end up being visible on your iPad as well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that.
0: So are you doing totally independent iPhone and iPad apps? We're
1: we're not counting on doing a universal app. We may we may at some point, but we don't want to kind of keep the, you know, hold up the schedule for one. And we want to be able to, you know, they will obviously they're clearly from the same company, they clearly have the same, you know, feel, but we don't want to say, you know, that that the need to, to to do something a little bit more special on iPad is gonna hold up the release of of bug fixes or small improvements that we can we can have a shared code base. That that's not really that difficult, but I don't think that it has to be a universal app that's constrained in that way.
0: I guess because you're doing a free app, it is free, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're doing a free app, you're not going to have to sort of uh, do all the convincing people to pay twice no, argument. So no, that there, no. there is less of a, a an issue maybe than someone who's doing an iPhone app and a, a, a an iPad app is separate yeah, paid yeah. Um, applications. Which there are there are pros and cons to the whole payment argument. Uh, Sean, I think we should um thank our sponsor. We should, uh, which once again is um, the guys from Martian Craft and their product briefs uh, allows you to do professional prototypes and powerful mock-ups basically briefs is an uh, a mac app that allows you to um put your ui together uh, in a way but not just not just as pretty images but with navigation so that you can you know hit a button and it will change screen and that sort of thing and then once you have your design sort of linked together you can actually load it onto the device by going to the briefs app on an iphone or an ipad um and it will then allow you to sort of almost use your design as though it was already the app so you can press the button you can scroll the list you can do things like that which means that you, you can get the feel for the app so it brings to the um I guess it brings far more context to the user experience side of design as opposed to just the user the the look of the design because sometimes things can look great, but it's not until you start touching them or playing with them and and all the stuff we spoke about, John, when you had users playing with the app and everything um a few weeks ago or months ago when we were talking about it. it just helps you to get through that process which uh um is valuable the more information and feedback and an idea you can get about out front, the more chance you stand of getting it right. Uh, first time for your users so that's briefs you can find it at giveabrief.com it's from the guys at Martian Craft really talented developers it's $199 which is worth every single cent based on what it's going to do for your development process and and, and your um, interaction process with your designers so we want to thank them for sponsoring the show and you go check it out at giveabrief.com and let them know that we love them
1: so, Scotty, can I tell you how excited I am about NS Conference?
0: You can tell me all about NS Conference. If, in fact, before you tell me about NS Conference, shall I tell you about a conference I went to at the weekend? Oh, please. Yeah, I went to uh, I went to a conference in Linz, in Austria, uh, called CodeIO. That's K O D dot I O. Put a link in the show notes, um, which was a general developers conference of which I would say probably the majority of people there were web developers but then there were a few iOS developers and there were you know, a, some Windows developers and uh, I'd say probably the biggest development culture that was there amongst them were probably Ruby developers um, and it's the first time in a long long time that I've been to a conference that wasn't totally focused on um, a a segment of the industry of which I was a real, um, you know, really in- involved in, because it cause it was quite a gen- general conference, and it's the first time I've been to a conference in a long, long time where I can honestly say of of the three hundred or so attendees a- and speakers, for that matter, I did not know a single person who was there. Um, I know a lot more people now, which is great, and it was just a f- firstly, I learned a few things about. Um, you know, often I go to a conference, and, and you just meet up with people you know, or you're a speaker. I was a speaker at this conference. Um, or well, you're a speaker, so you meet up with speak other speakers you know. So it was quite interesting go to a conference where I knew nobody, and sort of how that was a little bit different for me, sort of trying to, um integrate and you know and, and and get to know people and hang sometimes that can be a little bit awkward even if you're quite a confident person when you know absolutely nobody at conference so that's helped me think a little bit for an S conference how we can help people who are there just on their own uh, um I haven't got results or solutions to that yet but it just made me realize that for some people especially if you're quite shy um if you don't know anybody there that can be quite difficult um but it was really great to be around a whole bunch of people who thought differently to what I thought, who had used different tools and different problems and different expectations. And although I can't say I had any great, huge revelation of anything, it was just really refreshing to not be around the same mindset in a group of people um, and to not be around people who were just going to say, yeah, what you're doing is the best thing there is. Or you know, they could say, well, actually, have you considered this or that? Um, and that was really cool. And I just want to recommend that, you know, find a conference that's reasonably priced, that's not too far from you. Okay, Austria is quite a long way from me, but I was speaking, so it's not such an issue. Um, you know, there might be a Ruby conference or a web conference or a general conference and just go and work out how other communities are working. It's, it's, it, 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 it's worth it. It really is worth it. It was really good.
1: I, I would say, yeah. I mean, it's all—it's all part of of kind of increasing the quality of your life experiences.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, um, well done to uh, Hugo and Flo, who were the main um, organizers of uh, CodeIO. They did a great job. They organized the whole thing in eighty-nine days. It was a one-day conference. Uh, had about eighteen talks and two tracks. Um, they looked after the speakers very well. Um, there was a really good. It was at an arts center, arts and science center in Linz, and there was a really good big sort of journey ran the universe in 3D IMAX thing that was all going on as well which was cool. Um and the beer was great and uh, I got to know a lot of uh new people and learn quite a lot about the Austrian train system on the way back to the airport. So <laughs> um, what more can be said. Right John, now you said you were really looking forward to an conference. I'll let you have your say.
1: Uh well, I mean I am just because I get to hang out with you and and and, and friends and colleagues and so on and so forth, but I'm I'm hoping that uh uh it will be the, there'll be the chance as there always is to be able to say oh i've run into this problem and find people who have more experience than i do and hopefully get some of these problems solved and also offer my experiences to anybody else who who might benefit from it i mean to me that's one of the best things about ns conference and and small conferences in general is that uh you can you can get that proverbial you know solve a problem in 15 minutes that you would otherwise be struggling for for days or weeks on end trying to get if you're just doing it by yourself
0: one of the main reasons that we use the round tables and this conference, if people have never been there, we use round tables uh, in what I, I, in the UK is called cabaret style, which I guess is, you know, not everyone goes all the way around the table because that means some people have their back to the stage, but you do sort of three quarters of the table. So sort of six, seven people to a table maybe um, is firstly, it creates mini community mm-hmm. in one go um, as opposed to rows of people. But secondly, it's really conducive to, because um, we do 30 minute breaks pretty regularly. Um, about every hour, you know, it's really conducive to just sort of having those those micro work sessions around the table, getting a couple of people there and doing, you know, fixing a problem, and we encourage people to do that, and and in some ways I want to facilitate that a little bit more, and maybe sort of um set up some hacking tables and things like that this year as as we go through, but it it does create that um environment whereas you don't have to go anywhere, you don't have to go to a hack room, you don't have to go find a workspace. We make sure there's um at least six or seven sockets in every single table. Um that, though with the new MacBook Airs so that's becoming less and less relevant. But I'm still gonna make Dave put them all out. Um and then um it's uh and I think that's really good and you see you see the laptops being all opened it's uh you know between the sessions. I have to say I'm not a big fan of seeing the laptops all open during the sessions. I don't want to get all dictatorial and tell people they can't do it, but I I, I do struggle with that a little bit, but I, it's free country. Do whatever you like. Um, I just think, you know, even if it's a subject you're not that interested in, you know, you've come to the conference, your email can wait for half an hour. If you need to check it between every single one, that's fine. You know, but just, you know, just see if you can pick something up. But that between the conference stuff, people getting in there, I, I think people like yourself, John, who would just sort of go with that expectation – um, it takes a few people like yourself to really get in there and start that sort of thing, and then everyone says, "Oh, that's a cool idea." I've got a problem. Let's fix that. Mm. So, you know, people like you, people like you, are valuable at conferences as well. Mm.
1: Well, I think you know, if you like, I can try and bring you know a, a super soaker. If you know what these things are, these these massive water. Um, rifles <laughs> that you can like you know dispense five liters of water in in three seconds on somebody and they have a long distance they can be quite accurate <laughs> so maybe you should just have that on stage and, and just say look laptops open that's fine free country but just it's very easy and, and tempting to hit to hit the glowing apple with a super soaker
0: <laughs> you, I'm you not can... sure i will be that popular john Okay, well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> and, and, I know people on the whole give me a lot of room in, and <laughs> actually uh, allow me to be a bit of an idiot, but um, I'm not sure they'd allow me to go that far. All right. All right. Fine. <laughs> well, I think we must be done. We must be done. So uh, by this time next week, you will be um, uh, uh, an iOS um, release superstar. You will be, um, you know, walking around with your Oscar and um you'd have done the red carpet and uh all that sort of stuff we hope
1: that's what i hope yes and uh if it doesn't then <laughs> i'll be leaning on you like scotty we released it and nobody likes it
0: It's uh... <laughs> we had one review and it says this is crap <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's
1: like normal i don't even waste my time with such lousy products but this is so spectacularly awful i made an exception <laughs>
0: It, it's quite a scary thing, isn't it? Exposing your, um, oh, I could sign wrong. Um, yeah, just, um, you know, exposing your bits online, <laughs> your bits. Online, yeah. It's quite a scary thing suddenly. Yeah. Cause you've been working on this for quite a long time yeah, now. Yeah. Um, you know, and I should imagine based on what I know of you, you know, there's a lot of your personality in this app. There's a lot of who you are in this app and it's, it's in, in as much as we try and remember it's about business, it is, it is quite hard not to take it personally when people um uh, both ways when people like what we've done it's like because we're so super as opposed to we just follow good engineering principles and and when you know they hate what we've done it's it's you know it, it's really hard to not take that personally
1: yep you smell bad and your children are ugly so oh
0: thank you john no i'm That's not say- nice to I'm saying i'm not say- nicest thing you've ever said to me
1: <laughs> no i'm not saying that to you i'm saying it's like somebody <laughs> saying that to you so
0: Oh, okay. There we yeah. are. I'll let you off them. No,
1: you're, you're fragrant okay. and your kids are delightful. So.
0: Thank you very much. I will tell them you said that. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell them to send the money. Um, okay. Hey John tell people tell people uh, where they can find you.
1: Well, you can find me on Findery at findery.com and uh, my my username there is John Fox and I would love to see some of you out there on uh, on Findery telling me about what makes your part of the world special and and, and what places you like to visit and, and find out in the world. Uh, you can find out also about my product Memory Miner at memoryminer.com and you can follow me on Twitter as Jembe DJ EMBE like the West African drum
0: my name is Scotty. You can follow me on Twitter as MacDevNet. Uh, ADN is Scotty. You can find the show notes for this show at iDeveloper.co. My personal blog is at um, wafflewithmeaning.com. Not that I've posted anything there in months, but there we are. Oh, I didn't tell you, John, about... uh, Remind me next week to speak to you about the Nexus 7. Hmm. And hmm. um, once we finish talking about your stuff i i uh, 've surprised myself this week but anyway we 'll leave that till next time thanks everyone for listening sorry if i had a two week break well maybe you 're pleased by the two week break maybe <laughs> maybe you 're sad that we 're back but never mind we are back whether you like it or not This has been episode one hundred and six I think of the iDeveloper developer podcast until next time you take care
1: Oh, 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 oh,